live, laugh. <laughs> This is Daniel. And I'm Christian. And we are joined by it, it's beef. It's just, it's just beef. beef. That's right. Just beef. There this is the only thing that matters in this world is beef. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because this was I promised this was gonna be the question no matter even if you said that or not. But uh let's say you're given an unlimited budget and you gotta spend it on beef. What kind of beef are you getting? I'm probably gonna get the uh not even gonna lie, probably the chop, uh, the chop stew. It's cheapest. It stretches. I don't care how tough it is. I'll eat the shit out of it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's a good. Yeah. What's your top three different kind of beefs? You know, I, honestly, I'm so poor. I only know like, like, <laughs> like, uh, like beef. That's all I know. Yeah. I haven't right. really tried anything else. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So change of plans. We're actually going to teach you about beef for the next hour, if that's okay. Yeah, dude, I'm here. I'm I'm okay. I'm coachable. I'm okay. ready. I'm willing. Let me get this diagram up real quick. Christian, can you talk while I get the – Yeah, the, I hear the, that, everyone. He's coachable. He's yeah. ready to learn. <laughs> um Let's let's get that uh that that social media for yeah. you to, yeah. to, to get your books off this uh beef seminar. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I but it's a seminar that I don't have to host, so I'm I'm down. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where can everybody find you? Do you have any shows coming up? Anything you want to plug at all? Yeah, uh I am I'm always at OVW on Thursdays at summer weekends always in Louisville. Uh this weekend, the uh weekend of the twenty seventh, or I, I mean I don't know when it's going to be posted, but uh, I have West Coast Pro, and then uh, shoot, let me see. I have the calendar right here. Probably should have this stuff ready for you guys. I'm so sorry, oh, but um, okay. end in the month and uh, the West Coast for West Coast Pro, and then uh, starting up January with uh, OVW and Columbus or uh, Emerge in Columbus, Ohio, or in dang it, Columbus, Indiana. Yeah, they're not going to book me anymore. And then uh, <laughs> got the birthday the next weekend after that. And then uh, finishing up the, the month of February and uh, for West Coast, I'm going to make my Los Angeles debut. Very excited to wrestle in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. And then uh, wrapping up the end of the month with uh, AAW in Chicago and Unsanctioned Pro in Ohio and Columbus, Ohio. So that's where that mix-up came. So, yeah. Yeah, got a nice little February ahead of me. Always looking to fill some more dates. But, uh, yeah, that's where I'll be uh, end of January, all through February. So if you're in Columbus, it doesn't matter where, which Columbus, you're going to get the beef. You're going to get the beef. Dude, it could be, Col- gonna be- Columbus. Yeah, beef. Col- Columbus and beef just, I don't know. I've, it's, yeah. There's something there. I, if there was a Columbus, and- Kentucky, I'd probably live there. <laughs> and you're probably asking yourself, where's the beef? Well, we got the beef for you. It's, it's, it's going to be a great time. All the dates. Just book them up, guys. Um, where does your story start with wrestling? And I'm talking if it's when you were a kid, if like, what's your earliest memory of wrestling? Just kind of talk me through that. Uh, honestly, I, I remember watching it like probably when I was, 
it, it, some of my very first memories watching with my grandmother. She uh, obsessed. Like we had uh, growing up, our situation was weird. Like any other white trash uh, family in America, you uh, you have all kinds of siblings, people you don't even know if they're related to them with you. But it's all family, and uh, my family, white trashers can be. They loved wrestling. Uh, my grandmother watched it, and my uh, my 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 dad had like a, a man that helped him along in his life. Uh, we call him Pappy Bill. That was just a just a man that was in my dad's life. He was a, a Kentucky State uh, policeman. Uh, my dad was a troubled youth, so this guy like really helped my dad, and then they, you know, he basically became my dad's dad, and then. They, they would go to Louisville Gardens and watch wrestling all throughout his childhood together. And then, so basically it was just always something of like, you know, it, it, had, it held weight in our house. You know, it was always something that was on. We would watch it on Saturday mornings. It was just, it, even though my dad would make fun of it and mock yeah. it and say how stupid it was, it was always on the TV. So yeah. Uh, that, yeah, it's, my earliest memories are wrestling, honestly. Like I, I, I can, I, my mom always will remind me like, use my little brother as like a weight and put him on my back and like do the squats with him yeah. and like do it, try to do like Brock Lesnar moves and shit with him. So yeah, all kinds of silliness, but uh, yeah, it's, it's honestly my earliest memories. Like it's, it's literally all my memories basically. Yeah. So, so you men- oops, go ahead, Christian. No, go ahead. You're good. Okay. So you mentioned white trash. Uh, I think white trash is, is a, it's a culture. Uh, what are some of your favorite parts about white trash culture? Like maybe like, and if, if white trash had an anthem, what would it be as far as a song? Uh, the anthem, I mean, there's all kinds of like famous white trash yeah. songs, but um, I would, I would have to say it is bottle wall by kid rock. Yeah. Like that, rock, that, yeah. yeah, it has to be something by kid rock. Like he, anything like it's just because he is white trash but the lifestyle is definitely you know you don't really get to choose if you're white trash yeah. you're like you're born into it and um you can always try to get away from it but man i, I catch myself all the time i'm, I'm eating with my fingers in public I, i'm i'm probably showing my butt crack way too often yeah. I, I i got a lot going on that like I can't escape, you know, it's who I am. Yeah. I think Christian will attest. I'm, I'm also in the butt crack of like, like I have to put sunscreen on it cause it's going to come out at some point. Like, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, early on, uh, wrestling, it's your life. Uh, who are some of those characters that you really latched onto that kind of made you, uh, like continue watching? Man, I love the Hardy boys. I was obsessed with them. And I, I'm I'm old, I'm 28 years old, yeah. so like when they were in their like their like coming up stages was like when I was like first like 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 forming like things I liked like I was like oh shoot like the colors like the the flying around it was it was just it was it was mesmerizing to me so yeah man I I was in love I still love Jeff Hardy like I think he's the best maybe yeah. not well yeah I think he's like the, the best wrestler a, like a kid yeah. in my time you know. At, Everybody I yeah. ask is like Jeff Hardy's in that top five. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like he's so many people's reasons for like watching. Uh, like he's the next generation's like Stone Cold or Steve Austin. He he really kind of transcended. I, I remember in middle school and high school, like I'd be like people who weren't wrestling fans knew who Jeff Hardy was, which was yeah. the most bizarre thing 
for for Kid Me because I'm like, wait, how how like yeah. to me like he's a wrestler's wrestler, but he really transcended pop culture a little bit. Yeah, he truly did. He, I mean, and Matt did too. Matt was just like, Matt wasn't as like flashy or anything, but like yeah. he definitely was like. He, I love watching him punch people. Like I, I love yeah. watching him drop the leg. I, I loved everything about that tag team. Lita, I loved. I even thought it was cool when Michael Hayes was with him. I was like, "Who is this old man? Oh, like, this yeah, is cool. Yeah. This is like, is like, his, is this their, is this Uncle Hardy? Who is this man?" But all no, right. I, I, I enjoyed it all, man. Like my, my sister, like was like she was into the golf stuff growing. Like she is. I was born ninety five. She was born in eighty nine. I'm okay. yeah eighty nine. So there's like a little. There's six years if my math is correct, and uh, so she she was into like golf coach culture and like all kinds of like alternative things. So like that was like who she really liked, and my sister was like my like best friend growing up. So yeah. pretty much what she liked is like what I thought was cool. Like she kind of like helped mold my like taste for things. Yeah, I had similar situation, but like I was born in '94, my brother was born in '88, and it's that perfect age where they kind of know what's up and they could share it. Like, like. I have like, like I think back and I was listening to like, like he was really into like pop punk. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that, but I was like listening to like stuff that like people were like, oh man, this is great stuff. I was just sitting like on the bus, like listening to these, like for, I'm not saying that it's pop punk, but like my brother like burned me uh, American Idiot for Green Day. And I just remember like sitting that when nobody else in my, my school like knew what Green Day was like. So it's definitely cool to have that older sibling who like that. That was actually the first CD I ever bought was American Idiot. Yeah, and dude, honestly, like so weird about that album. I know this is like, I mean, this is whatever, but my, like my brother, my so my two brothers are autistic, yeah. and they they uh, they have Aspergers. Uh, my sister is she has learning disabilities, and I just have severe ADHD, so. But my brothers, they never liked music. But that album, American Idiot, my brother Nathan, he could sing it from front to back. He he like was like even trying to learn bass because of that album. It's crazy. Yeah. Like that was like such an influential album. And like this album was like what like fifteen or so years before that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, yeah. I, I'm a big music freak. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like you know having like these things and like like oh it's exclusive to me. Like but like wait two years, everybody's gonna know. This is going to be the biggest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Who's like and that happened Mount- for Jeff Hardy, but not yeah. uh, not for Matt so much. <laughs> uh, what's your like Mount Rushmore of, of music like bands? Oh, you know that's so weird. I was like, I I swear, like I, I'm not making this up. I thought about this question, and I didn't even think about like wrestlers or anything because like yeah. my taste changes so much with wrestlers, but like music's always like I'm always finding new things I like. But I I'm like I'm obsessed with Rancid. I, I really love Rancid. I love anything Lars does. I, yeah. I like his I like his uh, melodies. I like his hooks. I just I like his structure of song. Yeah. Any band he's in, it's it, you know it's a Lars song. And uh, uh, I'm, I've recently gotten to the Swingin' Utters. Uh, I love that band a lot. Another California. I think they're from San Fran. They're they're from the Bay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Real 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 awesome band. Uh, uh, I grew so we're we're similar in age, so probably a lot of the bands I like are you'll you'll know. Uh, yeah. I was really into like metalcore type bands and stuff, so I always throw counterparts in there. I I love the technical aspect and like mm-hmm. I just remember seeing them a million times when I was like 15 years old, and they were just cool guys. So 
they always stick with me. And then Steve Miller band, that's definitely oh, up there. And yeah. then, uh, man, I'm sure this is tough off the top. Uh, I'm Mount Rushmore. Shoot, uh, man, I'm trying to think of something different, but um, we'll go. I'll, I'll just say Pink at the Disco, man. Like at first, that first yeah. out, a oh. few you can't sweat out. I, so I, good. I, yeah, I think of that. Or actually, I would probably put. Uh, I'm so bad. I'm an albums guy. I, yeah. I like bands for like certain reasons, but like if, if there's like an album two in a row that I don't really care for, I might not be too interested in them, but the, those first two or first three Fall Boy albums oh, were pretty yes. like monumental for when me. You said that that's exactly what I was thinking about. Um, yeah, man. All, all three. Uh, shoot. What's the, uh, something under, I'm such a poser. Three, uh, yeah. Infinity on high. And then I don't remember. Uh, the one two. before that, there's there's one before with like a Grand Theft Autumn. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, shoot, I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. Saturday, God dang it, it's a oh, all everybody's listening to this is gonna like give me shit at shows and like you're <laughs> such a freaking poser. Dude. Yeah, I, I fall out boy. It's 100 percent that way. Even I, I'll give them up until Folly Do. I like Folly Do, but like after that, when they started going like full on like like strange pop, yeah. But like, like Infinity on High, I think like there's so many good songs on there. There's like, I don't know, this say like every fucking song on that album. There's- Infinity on High is just oh my gosh! I, I remember, I I I think it was a uh, what was the music video where they had the uh, the little monkey in it? Uh, Thanks for the memories. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing that, and I I I just had like I, that's when I because the album before that it was like they had. Uh, Sugar were going down, and it was like the, the craze on MTV. Yeah, yeah. It was the, but then they put that music video out for. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I keep losing the uh, song. Uh, CTE guys, um, mm-hmm. the uh, fuck. Ooh, oh my gosh, help me out! I just said it. Uh, oh, thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. yeah. It, like I, that was like that was kind of how we were talking about earlier is like holy crap they're humongous now like yeah yeah it was so cool though i, I yeah sorry no, big no, music yeah. guy yeah yeah i could i for christian's sake we'll move on we'll get back to wrestling because i yeah. uh, <laughs> but i could talk about follow-up boy for for a lot longer um so big into the hardies um have you like been a lifelong is there i guess the better question has there ever been a point where you like stopped watching wrestling or yeah, really there cool. there was a time. Uh, so, I I used to go to OVW every week as a kid, uh, whether it was with neighbors or if I found a ride with people. Like I I went. Like, I didn't care who it was. I didn't care who was taking me. My parents didn't even care. Yeah. It, it, they they played poker. They played cards on Wednesday nights, and that's when I used to go to OVW. So they didn't give a crap as long as like I somehow made it home. So. I, I went there a lot, and then uh, my dad just always gave me so much crap. Like, like when, I, like in high school, like because I, I was, I was the kid that was like, I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm either gonna be in a band touring or I'm gonna be a pro wrestler. Yeah. And my my dad just always shit on it. He's just like, that's so stupid. Like, neither of that's gonna work out for you. Quit that girly singing and that screaming. Yeah. Like, my, he he just always gave me shit about everything. So I think in high school, probably like freshman sophomore year i was like not really into it but then cm punk did that 
yeah. he did he had the this that I think 2010 around 2011 was like when I got back in. So I probably I stopped watching it. I still watch it if it came on, but yeah. like I I quit obsessing over it uh, for about two years, and then oh man, I CM Punk. I watched him OVW. Like yeah, yeah. I watched his full run. Like I watched him every week. I, I caught him on a dive when I was like a kid. At a, he wrestled at my high school, and he dove over the guardrail onto me and my buddy Josh. I, and I swear it was a tag match. He was wrestling Deuce and Domino. I I I I, I literally talk about it all the time. It's like yeah. one of my greatest memories. But so like whenever he did all that stuff, it just really like it brought me back because I just really got into punk rock too. Then I'm like, yeah. okay, like I I this really like I get this. It kind of like I, I I feel it. You know, like. I, yeah, I, yeah. I was an athlete in school, but like, I also like doing the metal thing. So like I had my ears all stretched out and got kicked off sports team for it. So like, of course, when you're a kid, you literally latch to anything that you yeah. can like relate to. And I just, God, I felt, I felt him. Like I really did. Yeah. I definitely want to talk about CF Punk and I'm sure Christian does too. It's one of his favorites, but you mentioned OVW and like, you've had to have seen some pretty cool guys come through OVW. Um, if, you, if you're there every week, what are some like your favorite moments that you got to experience growing up going to those shows? Well, like I got to go, like we would, so my, my cousin or not my cousin, my buddy's Josh cousin, his name was kid. I think it was kid Kirk or it was something like that. His real name was Kirk. He was my manager at a warehouse at one point, but he, uh, he was a uh, kind of the guy that would like do the road shows for OVW and just, lose so the other guys didn't have to so we traveled everywhere to go see these matches uh i got I, i've seen i they used to have shows at six flags uh in louisville and uh chris wall would come down he would come to wrestle wow. all the guys i saw him wrestle like eugene for an hour yeah man and like the scorching summer heat like they would have like two hour shows and like they would like do like crazy long matches it, it was it was super impressive i've seen i've seen everybody i i saw john cena when he came back to ovw I like, I saw CM Punk when he came back from like being ECW champion. I, I, everybody I saw, like, I'd never saw Randy Orton there. I saw uh, William Regal there. Actually, I met Al Snow before he used to do like all, yeah. like, he was a staff member. He did a lot of that stuff. So uh, I even, I, I, I told him about a story when I was a kid. I, I went, I didn't know how like a, a disposable camera worked. So I'm like, I'm like, had him on his shoulder over the the Davis over the guardrail, and yeah. he looks up at me. He's like, "What do you want?" Like I was like, I got annoying with him. He was just he used to be an announcer, so I was like messing yeah. with him, at the, like while he's announcing, not while he's announcing, but like while the show is in a break. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, I want a picture." So I reached down and I tried to take a, a picture, but I kept taking pictures of the ring. <laughs> like I, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't realize how to flip it over. So there's a picture of Al like, like taking a selfie with me, like on a disposable somewhere in my parents' house. So yeah, like cool. I've seen a lot of really cool stuff go through there, man. I, I saw Mark Henry there. Like I, 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 I've seen, yeah, literally anybody was at OVW from like 2003 to like 2012, yeah. even the TNA run they had, like I knew all those like salt rock, Star Spud, like all those guys, I like they were all there at OVW. Like I, I saw everybody. So what? Two, oh, sorry. What do you think? And this is a, a little off topic, off the like trail we're on. But given that you saw all these independent shows, quality and 
I, I would call it independent shows, but it it's kind of hard to call these independent shows. Um, how do you compare that to, I guess, what indie wrestling is now? Because that that's did it, much different, much different. Um, so yeah, how would you compare that? It's it's in the end, it's all wrestling. Wrestling is. It, as much as it's different, it all happens in between the three ropes. There's four turnbuckles. There's there's boards. There's pads. There's metal. It's all wrestling. At OVW, you it's a it's a TV it's a TV company. So you're not going to go out there and do a million things in 15 minutes. You're going to do the best three things you could do in five, yeah. and, and the best things that you can do to make the crowd feel something or. If, you, further a storyline you know we run every week sometimes twice a week so we can actually do stories like we we don't have to worry if somebody does miss a week it's okay because they'll be back the week after that and you yeah. can still keep on what you're like it's it's not and i'm not saying independent wrestling it is independent wrestling it's all the same but there's different ways of doing it yeah ovw you're not fitting five pounds of shit in a two pound bag you're putting two pounds of shit in a two pound bag like you it it's not too much it's I love it. It's it's what I grew up liking. I love yeah. I love TV wrestling. I love literally. I love when they insult your intelligence sometimes to keep a storyline going. I, I like continuity. You know, I don't mind. I'm simple. I, I'm entertained easily. So I, I do I I do like the style of it. But I also love independent wrestling because I'm a huge Japanese fan. Like I love yeah. like I love all those crazy hour long matches with like a thousand false finishes i i love that stuff too but you know i i don't as much as they're different it's all the same yeah i, I don't see a, hu a lot of huge differences even though i just had at least two minutes to talk on it but like it's it's all the same to me i'll do it all yeah i except for death matches i i'm, I'm not doing that anymore or ever again yeah, I, I saw a few clips of a few death matches you've had, and I completely understand why. Uh, you mentioned you're you're a big sucker for like that old TV thing. Uh, to go back just a little bit to OVW, are there a few people that you saw in OVW that you were like, these guys are the next thing that turned out maybe not to be, or is there anybody that you were like, this guy sucks, but they turned out to be something great? All right, well, I'll answer the first one. Uh, so. There was a dude that was at OVW for years called – he was Seth Skyfire. He he was awesome. He was just – I thought he was going to be, like, the biggest – The I thought he – I was, like, in my mind as a kid, I was, like, he's going to be a WWE champion. And it just – he uh, I don't really know what he ever panned out to do, but he didn't – he never became a WWE champion. Yeah. But I will say he was very impressive and, like, always, like, super entertaining and, like, he was very good in the ring, like – he was one of those guys where I thought for sure he's going to be like a big deal. Yeah. But like, what do you know when you're 12, 13 years old? But, uh, and then honestly, man, whenever Cody Rhodes first came there, I hated him. I, I thought I hated him. He was good, but I just was like, he's, I was like, he's a pretty boy. Like, yeah, I, I, I grew up around real people, you know, like not Hollywood, like, I, like I just I didn't think he was gonna be anything. I didn't really even care if he did good. But I was also 12, 13 years old. I was like, you know, I hated everything I didn't like, you know. And I, yeah, I made yeah. sure everybody knew. I was like the one kid that was just constantly booing Cody Rhodes. And then he grew on me. He like got in tag teams and like had like good stories. And then like you you get to see like when you're like when you're thirteen, we, somebody can like 
go out there and like go a million miles an hour at school and yeah. you end up loving him. So yeah, he, now he's the biggest freaking deal in all of wrestling. So what the heck? I, I definitely should never be a talent scout. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, like when you said OVW, I was like, you've probably seen some really cool shit. Um, we could probably talk this whole podcast about that, but this is about you after all. Um, so you took a break. You got into CM Punk. Uh, it seems like you've always kind of been on the I want to do this, this or music. At what point do you finally kind of take the leap and and start your journey as a wrestler? I was I was trying to start as early as like 17. So I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with like the Louisville scene or like IWA or any of the history, but uh, actually cash flow from OVW. Uh, he, we're from the same hometown, same high school, went to school with his brothers, lifted weights with his middle brother. So like I, I've, I've known who he is because I don't know if you heard early, but uh, my buddy Josh's uh, cousin was a wrestler and he like did jobs for OVW. Yeah, well, yeah. he was, he was one of cash's good buddies mm-hmm. and uh, cash we always knew cash was cause they wrestled together. So what cash opened up a school in our hometown, a wrestling mm-hmm. school. And I couldn't afford it at the time, but, uh, I literally, I tried so many times to get in there to go for free and, uh, <laughs> it just never worked out. And, uh, I just couldn't afford it. Honestly. Like, so I, I, I really, I really just took like the time from like, 18 to 20 to like really i did the i did like the whole like listen to podcasts and learn that way and i heard dolph ziggler he would literally do like he would go out and take bumps on the ground and like i heard sammy Zayn say that was a part of his training so i just went outside and i did all that silly shit like i went yeah. outside i learned how to bump without hurting my head without getting dizzy i did it all in the grass i did all that stuff because like i was it was i was obsessed I, it yeah. was everything to me so um couldn't find a look, couldn't like afford a school. They're just way too expensive. My grandmother was living at the, at the time I was helping take care of her. So I just, my focus was just like, I'm going to get strong. And I'm going to like really focus on like getting prepared, like saving up money. Yeah. And then one day out of boredom, I just got on Instagram and I looked up Kentucky wrestlers. I looked the hashtag yeah. and I found this wrestler named Matt Atreya, and I just hit him up and I, I was like, he'll never, he's probably famous. He'll never, I didn't know how yeah. it worked. Like, I I guess I knew how it worked, but, like, I didn't know how egos were. You know, I'm becoming a man at this point. Like, I don't want to, like, be rude or, like, come at somebody and not, like, you know, show respect. So uh, he messaged me back instantly. He's like, show up at this address uh, Monday. And then from there, I just started training. Uh, It was a lot significantly, a lot less cheaper. And uh, I would go and, like, I would bump, I would do bumps in the ring and like, they would be like, who trained you? Like, like, where are you from? Like who, yeah. who did I was, And I had to tell him, I was like, I've been doing this in my backyard for like the last two years. Like I'm like, I'm upset. Like I'm, I'm going to be, I want to be the best in this class at this. Like it, yeah. the training was not world-class. It wasn't, you know, state of the art, make you the best worker, best wrestler in the world, but it was an introduction to the business. So yeah. I started training like a week after turning 20 officially. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, uh, from there, just, you know, going to training every week, uh, my buddy Brad ended up, uh, picking up the bill because at the time I was going through some like really difficult personal life stuff and just had no money. I I was 20 years old. I was just working for like $8 an hour driving a 90 S 10 
driving all over the place for wrestling with a, a truck that like could have killed me any moment, mm-hmm. like yeah. just risking it all. And my buddy, Brad, he was very nice. He ended up picking up the bill. He, uh, he just told me I had to like pay my dues. Like I just had to help them out. I had to like, just work really hard. So then from there, I, um, uh, I started going to my first bookings. My trainer took me to a place called strictly insane in uh in a shoot, uh, Somewhere in Illinois, I, I, I should remember this is the first place I got booked at. Probably Columbus, Illinois, that. right? Columbus, Illinois. Yeah. Columbus, Illinois. Yeah, for sure. Columbus, Illinois. And uh, uh, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> went there, and then these, these guys were like uh, the uh, Mikey McFinnigan. He was in a tag team called Roscoe at Lisa. And he's like, hey, I wrestled a girl and like a manager in a tag match. And I just went up right. there and just let them bump me around, do everything. And he was like, hey, man, like, where are you from? He's like, you, he's like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, this is my first, this is my first match. And he, he was like, oh, good. He's like, because you're terrible. <laughs> and then like, that was the first time anybody had ever told me like I was bad at it. And I was, I was like, I like that. Like all these guys have just been so like cool to me. Like I need like, I, and I feel I was feeling stagnant so it was that was cool it was like a push i needed to hear that and then uh the next show i'll go there and he's like hey you're you know you're doing you did better this match would you want to come travel with me and my tag team partner we we travel all around the country and then uh i i my my trainer was not down with that because i he i hadn't graduated yet and that caused some like riffraff but i ended up going out on my own uh i moved to dayton ohio I sought out some more training. Uh, and then from there, I went with those guys, Russ, Wheat, Lisa. I started jump just first weekend on the road. I was, uh, it was going to be Tennessee. And I didn't know about the next one was Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we were going to drive there from Tennessee without any. Yeah, I've never, I've, yeah. this is my first time wrestling out of like without my trainer. So I don't know how any of this stuff works. Yeah. I've been in bands. I know how like that traveling works and stuff. But this is different. Like, you meet people, and you're like, all right, you're just going to – all right, we're going – I don't know who you are, but I'm going to meet you in this state, and we're going to go to five yeah. states away. So I, that was a real learning curve for me. But uh, that that show, I met a tag team called the Hooligans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mikey basically dumped me on them, and he's like – he was like, we're going to Phoenix. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? He's like, go to Georgia with them. So I, I – <laughs> from there – yeah, from there on, for like the last the first like three years of my career, I was like on the road with them every weekend, like wrestling all over. I I think in my first three years, I already I wrestled in like twenty one states. That's incredible. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. From and then from two thousand nineteen on, I've been really just getting it done on my own, going yeah. out on my own. So I want to backtrack just a little bit. You said your dad was giving you shit for watching wrestling as a as a kid. What kind yeah. of response are you getting from your dad in the backyard taking bumps by yourself? Get the hell out of there. Don't do that back there. You're going to get hurt. We don't have insurance. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, so I would just go. I would I would go to Shepherdsville Park, and there was a hill that I would do sprints on. And I would just roll down it recklessly. I I just would just, fall down the hill. Just like t- tucking yeah. and going. <laughs> Yeah, I would go forward. I would roll forward and just keep rolling, and I would go down backwards and then roll backwards. I and I, I can't honestly, even make this shit up. Honestly, that that's kind of like, like yes, very dangerous. Yeah. 
could break your neck. Uh, but like that teaches yeah. you how to do it. The I mean that yeah. that motion, like getting comfortable, is the hardest part. And you were like, I'm gonna learn it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And like honestly, man, if 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 I'm told something from a great, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do it. Mick Foley, that's how he. I mean, he just threw his body at the ground to learn how to like fall. So yeah. I was just like, I'm gonna do it too. I. I'm, I've been getting hurt since I was – my first hospital visit besides probably like I guess leaving the hospital when I was a kid was when I was – I think I was like four years old and I was playing hide-go-seek with my brother and I was hiding in I, – I definitely I, – this was awesome. This is a great story. I thought it would be so – like I, I would never be found if I hid inside of a sleeping bag on the top bunk. Uh-huh. And my brother's a few years older than me and, of course, I'm a little kid probably suffocating and can't – I'm like dying in this zip, this, uh, ziplock, this, uh, this, uh, be- God, dang it. <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, sleeping bag. A sleeping bag. Yeah. yeah I was in a sleeping bag and I was, I thought I was being quiet, but not, I wasn't. And he pulled me by my feet in the sleeping bag off the top bunk and I fell face first to the ground and like, I, yeah, I've been practicing falling down since I was a young, yeah. youngin. Yeah, I, I I still have a bruise on my nose, my lip, not a bruise, I have a cut, and I, my yeah. nose. That's the first time I broke my nose. Sorry for yeah. the tangent, guys. I just I it's like okay. talking about it. Hurt. Yeah, it's great. I do love the idea that there is probably somebody who's you were a part of their life. They were on their way home from work, and they're just like, "There's that kid throwing <laughs> that himself kid down again. the hill again." <laughs> <laughs> he can't beat the hill. Yeah. Did anyone ever stop and be like, "You, you okay? good?" or any or or was it always just a clean um clean rollout? I, I I mean I'm sure people had to say it's a park, but like I I would there was like a, I saw the hill that was like away from like the like the road. My uh, my wife knows exactly where I'm talking about. Probably there's a it's like there's a baseball there's a baseball practice field and it's this humongous hill. And on the inside of it, nobody can see you. Like, yeah. you're, yeah. So I would just do it down that side and just really hope for the best. I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure people saw that and just went on their merry way. Yeah. Like, ah, the, we know, we know who that is. We're, we're not going to mess with that. Yeah. So we, we have what your dad thought about you doing bumps in the backyard. When, when when you're you're on the road now, you're doing flat backs, things. not not the other kind of bumps, only, only the wrestling bumps. <laughs> we'll leave that to my dad. Right. There's That's probably great. somebody in that side of the park doing bumps. If it's the part where you can't be seen, it just wasn't you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Sorry, so, my camera. So, so, what does your dad think when you you've now made the jump of you're wrestling, you're on the road, you're a freaking idiot. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, uh, man, as much as he hates on it, he's my biggest fan. So my dad runs a flea market, well, multiple booths. I don't know if the IRS should hear this because, (laughs) (laughs) but he, he has multiple booths. He's like obsessed with like selling stuff. He's, he's, my dad's never had a real job. My dad literally has always just, you know, he, he's hustled. Yeah. And he, as much as like he shits on me and tells me how stupid I am, 
I literally have people message me on Facebook that I don't know. They are fans of like, I just met your parents and they did not stop talking about you for like the last 25 minutes and they, how proud they are and how like, you know, stoked they are. But then I'll go see my dad. He's like, have you quit that stupid shit yet? <laughs> and I'm like, what? people are telling me how nice you're being like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, but, uh, he, uh, obviously I, I think he's proud of me. I hope yeah. so. But he, he does remind me how dumb this shit is. So, uh, I do want to say this is episode 75. We have never heard anybody throwing themselves down a hill. So congratulations. Yeah. that's a first. Um, so fast forward from there, you're in the road now. What is life like on the road? I guess a uh, two-part question here. Um, how different is wrestling um, traveling versus being in a band and traveling? I mean, I only really did the traveling thing with a band for about a year. And we, we yeah. were just a regional band. It wasn't it's not much different. You know, you're crammed for space. You got a, you got a drum set and a Ford escape. And then like, you got all your bass. You got a ba you got all the guitars and then like everybody in the band, you, you only have the band members cause it's all you can fit in the car. Yeah. So it's, it's crammed. It's, it's the same thing, but like, you know, I didn't do the band thing too long. So I don't really know how like yeah. that life is like, but like, wrestling traveling is uh at, in the beginning it was really rough because you know like you're you're paying dues to people and you're you're put i literally put three hundred thousand dollars on a car driving all around so like yeah. it's taxing on your body on your mind on your pocketbook while and i it is like a band because like you are all chipping in usually mm -hmm. like you are usually trying to at least everybody throws in five dollars for gas you know like yeah. somebody can't eat you help them eat you know you, you try you know you, you try your hardest but it is very hard when you're first starting out and i i will say i guess the first couple of years are the same as being a band because you don't make no money and you're like I, I i remember like the very last band trip i went on i couldn't afford food and i went and set the table like moping like a sad dog yeah and this was like a, in like a small little Tennessee town. Like these people didn't have to do this, but they, they brought me out a full plate of food and they, they, they ended up paying for, they didn't make us, any of us pay. Like they ended up like giving us like our money back. Awesome. They're just really sweet people, you know, like that's really, yeah. yeah. That's really, really, really rare to find in the world. And like, I, I honestly, sometimes I, I, I wouldn't even know if I would have that in my heart, but you had stuff like that makes you, you know, makes you, it humanizes everything. Makes you realize like, yeah we all need a little help every now and again, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just different, you know, different, uh, forms of entertainment, you know, uh, yeah. you don't get hurt nearly as much playing music. I was a stupid, I was like, there, this is another thing. I was practicing these bumps and stuff on stage. Like I was, we, we were like a decent band, but like at the time yeah. I was really inspired by the band let live and I loved yeah. their live show. I just love that. And I was like, I want to be the next Jason. Then the, their vocalist, he would like yeah. climb rafters. He would like run, ride horses during shows. Like he would just do anything to, like be remembered. And I, that's, yeah. that's kind of, um, that's kind of what I was doing. So I, I don't know. I, I was always practicing wrestling somehow, but uh, sorry. Yes. The road is, it's the same. It, yeah. It's the same. It, it sucks. And it's hard. It's hard on everything in your life. Uh, bumps on stage. Can you walk us through that a little bit more? Like, are you just like 
wrestling bumps on stage. Like trust falling, like climbing on stuff and then just diving off or no, I, I okay, so like there's a it was actually it was a shirt that we made and like there's a picture of me on the ground like laughing because it hurts so bad I couldn't get up. I yeah I would never like do like wrestling moves or none of that silliness. And out of nowhere, I would just jump up and land on my back. I would jump as high as I could in the air and just land on my back on the stage. Yeah. And nobody liked it. The crowd didn't <laughs> care. Like it but it would just I would look over at my boy Simon Drum and he'd be like, "You're so stupid!" Like, yeah. but he would love everybody. It, it was just fun. It was, yeah, I was 18, 19 years old. It didn't hurt. It literally was great. Like, it made me feel alive to do that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would just, I would just jump out as high as I could and like kind of pencil flat and just. Yeah, my bandmates were like actually talented musicians too. Like very good, <laughs> yeah. like guitar players and drummers yeah. and singers. I was just like thumping around on the bass and just being an idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I took it more serious, Amazing. but uh, yeah. You're still, you're still very young. You got You got an opportunity to, to, uh, to maybe do that. There's a lot of wrestlers that go on to have rock careers. So after you get your big, your big contract, um, you just hit the band Fozzy style. Oh yeah, dude. I was actually watching a, a, a list of the lies that Hulk Hogan has told. And that uh, man oh. was almost in Metallica. Metallica, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a rock career is definitely possible for me. Yeah. When we first started this podcast, it wasn't like an interview podcast. And we had a segment where I would read lies that Hulk Hogan has told and then ones that Hell I made yeah. up. And he would have to kind of pick the ones that are different. And some of the stuff that he has said is just fucking bananas. Yeah, dude, I would I, I would love to play that sometime. That, like, yeah, because yeah, you were, you, you, he, yeah. Uh, He's pathological. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's crazy. <laughs> um, so that three-year period where you're on the road, what are some of your favorite memories uh, from that time? Um, I have a lot of good memories, just mostly the stupid stuff that I've d I did. Like, yeah. uh, I did not know it was illegal, but I jumped in the blue hole in New Mexico, or maybe it's in Texas. It, it's it's I think it's in New Mexico. It's a it's like a landmark of America. I, I we just drove like we knew we were we were gonna be by it, so we stopped there. Yeah, and I I jumped in it, and I think only scuba divers are, are supposed to be in there. And it was like I think it was like twenty seven degrees outside. So like, I, basically the scuba divers were like, if you all get caught by the police, you're going to jail. Like you you all can't be in here right now. <laughs> yeah. So, but there it doesn't make any sense to me because there's like a rock like ten feet above the water. That is like a flat surface. Is like it, this is meant for jumping off of. Like, yeah. there's there's I like can't stairs. See up to this. Any other answer here? This is the only answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I jumped in the blue hole. That was pretty cool. I mean, like I said, I saw I either was in or saw wrestled in 21 states in three years. You know, yeah. that was pretty, pretty like a lot of people I know didn't do that stuff till just recently. You know, so there it is. Yeah, sorry. Let me That's go. the blue hole. Wow. So, not what I was expecting, but yeah, I, I I actually expected like that looks like something you would want like to jump a in. little three by three. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's meant for jumping in. Like like there's no, there is like literally a, a ledge. <laughs> it looks like a resort. How am I not gonna jump in that? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's the hole. Yeah, I did that, and then uh, 
is, is that in New Mexico or is that in Texas? Yeah, it's in New, uh, yeah, it's in New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay. Yeah, I did that. Um, I went to like a bunch of trampoline parks. I don't know if that's really cool at all, but like we did that quite a few times. <laughs> uh, did a. Uh, geez, I, I've seen so like I. Not even like trying to sound cool. I've just seen so much stuff. Like yeah. one, there's also like another. I think it's either New Mexico or uh, Texas. There's like this crazy gas station. Like you just stop in. It's like it, it's it looks like nicer. Yeah. It's like old, but then you go into the back and it's a whole museum. Uh-huh. It's like a like there's ca- there's cars owned by Elvis. There's hot rods that yeah. James Dean had. Like it's crazy. Like. I, I, I saw like there was like a mall gas station like I saw the first Bucky's yeah. like I, all all the fun little like you know like the sheets the wall walls yeah. all those cool things oh. yeah so uh, something about me is like one of my favorite things is when is is regional gas stations yeah uh, like we are in North Carolina we have sheets for the most part but like my wife's family's from Philly they have Wawa I fucking love Wawa. But just like every time we go somewhere new, I'm like, I got to go to this gas station. It looks like they might have some cool shit in there. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what is your Mount Rushmore of gas stations? Oh, whew. so I'm from Louisville. So okay. my, my favorite is Circle K. Okay. Circle K is God. Thornton's is two. Thornton's is like, you got to be ready for whatever, though. When you go to the Thornton's, I don't care where you're at. Yeah. Something will or somebody will ask you or something. So I like that. It keeps me on my toes. That's number two. Uh, oh man. I like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about the, the wall washy thing. They're yeah. three and four, you yeah. know, I, I like, I like them. I, I think it's cool. Uh, you yeah, can order good. as much food. You like, yeah. and it's so cheap. I like that. And then, um, uh, trying to think of a good one because uh there's a uh, that's the only real i don't know uh there's there's one on the way in maine that we always stop at between boston and uh in maine it's uh yeah it's called uh oh shoot it's a really cool one i it, it has like pictures of dogs all around the ceiling so i always like that about that yeah that's probably it um uh, it's like it starts with a K. I'm pretty sure. If anybody but, is Maine, please let us know. Oh yeah, they'll they if if they if they're in Maine, they'll definitely. They'll, it's the only thing between that and this, you know, it, yeah. Cannon Bunk or something. Cannon Bunk. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the one. I'm pretty sure that is it. I was thinking of the one in the town called Cumbies. But that's just a gas station. It, it's just, it's just a gas station. This place is like amazing. There's like dogs on the roof. There's Big a Burger Apple? King. Yeah. Big Apple. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I heard you say Cannon Bunk, and I googled it. I put Cannon Bunk gas station, and the top result is like one of those um, Yahoo answers. And the, the yeah. question is, if you shoot a gun at a line of petrol slash gasoline. Will it actually ignite like in the movies? Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure well hell yeah, our answer was not. 
I think we're, uh, yeah, we'll just go with this Canon phone. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, um, Apple, or what was it? Yeah. Good Apple. Big Apple. Good Apple. Happy Apple. Yellow Apple. Christian. Big Apple. Big Apple. Big Apple. Okay. All right. We'll go with that. Around Big around. A- All right. Um, so, we're at the part of the show where we always focus so much on like the small stuff, and then we get to like the bigger parts of your career. We're just kind of hopping around. Uh, you mentioned Maine, and I'm guessing for Maine, that means you're going to Limitless Wrestling. Talk us through your relationship working at Limitless and kind of what it means. If I'm not mistaken, at one point you they made you the the champion there as well, or is that something? Yeah, else? yeah, yeah. I was okay. a champ. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, man. I. I that was the first company that really took a chance on me. The, the first company that flew me out of, I get into relevance, you know, I got, yeah. they put me on an airplane. They really took a big chance on me, you know, so, and they, from then, like, you know, it's just kind of gone up, you know, that it was a, that place, I, it means a lot to me, you know, it was a launching pad for my career, you know, it, 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 I think it made people really start taking me serious, you know, that I was yeah. like, going to hear this place and people are like people that don't even know me and i was trying my hardest to be like a bad guy like i like at the time i was like trying to recreate beef this pandemic yeah. you know we were all doing weird yeah. stuff and i i just you know I, I was trying to do this character and i was just trying to be a nasty mean hill yeah and like these people just they're like they gave me a standing ovation after i lost as a bad yeah. guy and, and i was not trying to get it but I just I leaned into it, and then the next show, like I, when I came out, it was just it, it was the craziest reaction I had heard up to that point. Yeah, and I it, like I, I was like, holy shit, this is like this is possible. Like like these people don't even know me, and they like me. Yeah, and it just it really helped with my confidence, man. Like Limitless is just like one of those places; it's a proving ground. And you know, I really wanted to like join that list of guys who became champion and moved on to the next level and had to like. You know, I, I want I, I really wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be like the MJS, the Garcias, yeah. the Christian Casanova or uh, whatever his name is now. Like yeah. I wanted to be like I want Carmel Hayes, there you go. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to be I wanted to be just like those guys. And um, you know, I, I I worked really hard and you know, sometimes you just you get outworked and you know, people move above you and you know, yeah, you just, you hang in there, you hang tough and you, you just, you just roll with the punches and, yeah. you know, you, you work as hard as you can to prove that you are the best. And, uh, you know, just gotta, you know, just, I'm just grateful to be a part of that family. You know, of course, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not ever going to give up. I'm always going to be working my way to be the best at where I'm at. And, uh, mm-hmm. some people will say that it's silly because this is all fake, but yeah. I, love wrestling you know i i yeah. want to be seen as the best yeah um what was so, that moment like when you won the championship there for you it was the crowning moment man like i i could have like i could have never gone back there and like it was like it would have been like it, it it was like one of those defining moments like somebody that wasn't like like a machines wrestler won the with the won the belt you know like yeah. i wasn't one of the guys that i literally i've not had like i mean i've had opportunities i've done some nice stuff but like to that point nobody even knew me like i was i was with mlw for a cup of coffee you know like i'm i got man titties you know i'm i'm not the mole i'm not i have 
tattoos that probably never get me a look, you know, yeah. I like, I have my name tattooed on my stomach. You know, a lot of people hate that. Like, but you know, a, like a, a big independent company took a chance on me and like, you know, it was just like one of those, like, Oh, like it, it was, I could have been done with wrestling at that moment. Like the, the yeah. reaction, like the feeling, mm-hmm. like just like how natural everything felt. Like I didn't like have the fake no feelings or anything. It was, yeah. it was one of the best moments I've had so far. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned MLW. That's actually where we first saw you. Um, it was uh, 2002, Charlotte. It was like the super show or something like that. But you wrestled Gabe Grell. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so oh, that was yeah. the first time we ever saw you was, was at MLW. What was that whole experience like for you? I mean, it uh, it was what it was. I uh, I really wanted to do something there. I wanted to make something happen, and I was promised that it, like I would like have like a role, like I'd have a, like a yeah. good spot, and then it instantly changed. The guy that got me on left the company the day I started. Yeah, I don't think Court gave a shit about me. I, I like not to like sound bitter enough. I just think that he didn't have anything in mind for me. You know, like when we, when it come down to time to do promos, it was never like, like they would have something for me. It was like, this ain't going to like, this is not going to work. Like this this is like, but I did my job the best of my ability. And I, I I did whatever I, you know, was told because that's what you do when you sign a contract somewhere. And, um, I guess, uh, we couldn't figure out the dates and we it couldn't line up so i i got out of that yeah. so yeah i don't know how much i can actually say yeah. but uh, it's you know i it was I, it worked out in my favor yeah i i think that's very well put like i can definitely tell there's more to say but i think you worded it very well um to kind of go back to that match against gangrel if i'm right the hardy boys had they were a part of like the new brood at some point right yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like that yeah. was like their like that was gonna be their launching pad after they yeah. beat I think Edwin Christian. Yeah. yeah. What was it like wrestling him? Um, and uh, dude, I, I, honestly, I was starstruck, man. Like, but <laughs> he was the coolest. Yeah. He he was like, no, I'm, like, what do you want to do? Like, you you call the match. I'm like, no, no. Like, yeah. I, I'm learning. Like, if I'm gonna wrestle you, I'm gonna learn. And he, uh, yeah, he was just really cool. I, I'm so I don't know if that's too much like behind the scenes stuff, but no, he yeah. was very cool. He uh, he taught yeah. me a lot. He taught he just really cool guy. You know, it was yeah. a, it was an awesome experience. Like I, I actually learned from the dude. Yeah, and it's it's not too behind the scenes. I, I think uh, at least I don't know about Christian, but I know he's not a vampire. So. <laughs> yeah, bro, he's not a vampire but, for sure. Yeah, this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he did uh, have the fangs though, for real. He has yeah, for real that's, fangs. That's, that's that's dedication. He is a vampire, yeah. But like, I knew it, it's got to be I, tough sometimes because, like, there's a certain amount of people who know that's Gangrel, but there's also <laughs> a certain amount of people who have no idea who he is. And, like, you walk into like let's say a circle K, and <laughs> you look like he looks and you have the fangs. Like, I'm sure he gets a lot of weird looks. I, 
I love the idea of someone thinking they recognize them and they turn to their buddies like, I think that's Gangro. I think I, that's Gangro. And, and they're like, no, I think I saw the fangs. <laughs> Did he have he's fangs? got He's got the fangs in. Yeah. There had to have been a point where he was like, ah, these plastic teeth are so annoying. I'm, I'm doing it all in. Like, I don't know what that point I was. I mean, they're in but, this or not. Yeah. Um, Commitment. It's like having beef on your stomach when your name is yeah. Beef. It's, let's talk. Let's talk about the the beef, the big beef, Narls Garvin. Where does the whole character come from? Obviously, like most characters, are just yourself turned up to ten. But like, how did that kind of originate for you? Honestly, and this is straight up. I was I was wrestling at a music festival in Texas. I, uh, man, I can't remember the name of it. I got to see like Dillinger skate playing. I got to see uh, Youth of Today. I got to see. Uh, all kinds of bands there. I, Sound on Sound, that was called Sound yeah. on Sound in Austin, Texas. Um, I was hanging out with the tag team Roscoe with Lisa, and uh, they're they're so creative. They literally had like little sayings. They were basically yeah. like a walking, talking Adventure Time for like wrestling. Yeah, and they they had like they called their fans Margoogliacs. They just they're mm-hmm. so creative. Yeah, like, they had names that they made words up, you know. And I was like, I was talking to Zach, and I was really high on acid and i i said i said i don't know who i am but i want to be something in wrestling like i was like you all have all this creative stuff like and people will say it like there's not even a real word and like people that have never seen you all will cheer that for you all like yeah like like i need that like what like what like what am i and he said you're the big beef he said you're big and you're beefy and then like from then on like i just started wrestling as big beef I, I just want. Yeah. I'm. I had. To, I was going by like my giving name, my my given wrestler name, Jake Garvin, or yeah, Jake Garvin. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I just was like, nobody cares about that. Yeah. Like nobody gives a shit. So I, that's when I had to talk with my buddy, and then you know had this revelation on, on yeah. hallucinogens, and then, you know, from then on, it just you know it was beef. Yeah. What is your ideal night? Let's say you take a take a hit of acid, do some shrooms. What is your ideal trip? Never again. It just get, it started to get too gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, nah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I I had my fun time. I I'll just uh I'll just lay back and relax and you know do the snoop thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, we have a code on the show. It's called that seventy show is what we call it. So anytime that's mentioned, it's implied that that's what we're talking about. Because we'll that have you back show. on. Yeah, we'll have we'll have you back on at some point. So now now you know the lingo. Um, <laughs> like everybody knows what it means, but it's still veiled and somewhat makes me feel safe. Um, but um, hear that, government? We feel yeah. safe. <laughs> uh, I don't know where. So music festival, Texas, big beef, Narls Garvin. Um, at what point do you commit to it, uh, a la um, Gangrel, and get the tattoo? Uh, I just did that. I think. Uh, well, I should probably know this. When did I get this tattoo on my stomach? <laughs> About a year ago. Almost a year ago. Yeah. You were on. Yeah, you were doing a music festival. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, my wife was a uh, bartending a music festival. And I sent her a picture of a stencil of beef on my stomach, and she's like, "Go ahead." <laughs> so, yeah, about a year ago. 
Is that is that how you know that you picked the right one? The tattoo or the wife? The wife. Oh, the wife for sure. Yeah. yeah. So funny enough, me and Miranda were uh, middle school lovers at one point in our lives. Wow. Yeah, we go back, man. We yeah. yeah. Was- she she knew little beef. Yeah. She still has little beef in her life, but yeah, we won't we won't judge me. <laughs> So what is what are your your middle school moves? I guess this might be a question for your wife, but how how have your moves improved since middle school? Like little beef versus big beef. You know, not much. I have no game. I don't know what she sees in me. I I don't I don't know what it was then. I don't know what it is now. I don't know. But I would say it was probably it was probably my you know my little redneck charm I had like little yeah hey you know like when I was a little little yeah. little country boy had had a little twang in my voice yeah she probably liked that a little bit I, I've grown out of my accent since but uh, yeah. you know I was, I've always been a little charmer I guess yeah I I can see it um, little beef um, we've we've kind of heard about all of the beef the little beef the middle beef um, big beef. Uh, and now it's just beef and you're uh, in OVW, which has got to be a cool moment for you that you're wrestling and the promotion that you went seeing every Wednesday. So what is, what is that journey like? And like, what was the moment that you like first started working there? Like, uh, Well, I actually, so like, I just want to read Like, so my goal during the pandemic, I, cause everything, like I still was wrestling monthly. Yeah. Like I, I was having at least one or two matches during the pandemic when it was, when it was going on, yeah. not at the very beginning, you, you can't like it, yeah. like everybody was like stuck inside. But, uh, I don't know. I just made a goal that like, I'm only going to wrestle with people or for people that can teach me or, you know, can mold my career or, you know, give me some advice that actually is going to, you know, help me. So, yeah. uh, I was, I'm really close with two tough Tony. He runs a building in a uh, Jeffersonville called the arena. Uh-huh. And uh, OVW could not film in Kentucky at the time because of reg- like the they have a, a governing body that is like just so strict, and obviously during COVID you you can't you yeah it's just a kind of silly yeah. film wrestling you know you probably should you know probably shouldn't have fans there so they they end up coming over to the arena and I was asked to do some matches for them and yeah. then uh. That was cool. It was really easy, you know, just in front of nobody, just do like four minute matches. And I was, it's like, man, when I was a kid, these matches just seemed so much longer. But yeah, you know, you go back, you watch, and was like, holy shit, these were they were wrestling five minute matches. Like, so I like, I just, I really got into that. Obviously, doing independence, whatever. Um, I think it was in twenty 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 two. They hit me up. And I, they, they just asked me like, Hey, like, would you want to start coming in and do some stuff? And I was like, yeah, I don't even care like about it. I just want to wrestle where I want to wrestle in the same place that like all my heroes wrestle. Yeah. And then, you know, just over time, just wrestling every week, you know, forming better relationships, you know, like it's just awesome. You know, it, it like a lot of people shit on that idea of OVW and like the, the element of having everything. So like, I guess well done, well put together yeah. that like they like because it has that side of it and it doesn't have the other side, like the like how AEW is like really cool and like looks awesome, but it's also like crazy independent wrestling on TV. Yeah. 
OVW has some of that, but like just because like it's not like all that, like yeah. just because there are some like silly Memphis hokey TV stuff like that people don't like, which I love. Yeah, they they don't give it a chance, and I think that like you know I think that it's so cool to get to wrestle there, man. Like I like I as like the independent guy, I get to show the guys that I'm with on these shows every. Yeah. The, the 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 whole weekend after that, that it's like it's not that bad you know it's it's really <laughs> fucking cool actually yeah how do you adjust for a five minute match versus like let's say a twenty minute indie style match I I don't even like I don't I I I I approach it all the same I obviously am a lot less stressed out because the the hard parts of wrestling for most people come easy to me because I, I I like making the faces I like acting i don't care like i want to i want to like in my mind i'm always wrestling for a camera like i want to see a camera to see me making a silly face that might either make a crowd believe something or laugh their asses off you know i all that that part comes easy to me so i i like i love wrestling i love like i said long matches but yeah the five minute match thing is just like a blessing to me i am i am i'm I don't know. I'm not you. I'm not the best athlete. You know, I'm not, you know, crazy. Like I, it just, it suits me. You know, I, I, not that I'm lazy. Mm -hmm. I work really hard in those five minutes, but like, I I just, it it does what I want with wrestling, like better for me. Like I, I, like it's so much easier to tell a story in five minutes than 15 minutes and keep somebody's attention for five minutes. You know, I, I love it. Like I'm not at all shitting on like the independent style because I'm going to go out and have an independent match the day after I have an OVW match, you know, yeah. this weekend. So it's all, like I said earlier, it's all the same to me, but like it, it, there's different ways. Like obviously before a 15 minute match, you're going to have to stretch a lot more. You're going to have to like be more loose. You're probably going to like have to think a lot more, remember a lot more. So you probably yeah. don't, you probably take a lot more time to like, you know, concentrate on that. But as you go into a five minute match, you just look on the bulletin board. You see who's, you, you know, you, you, you just do what, like, it's, it's just so much more organized and so much like more easy. I, yeah, I, I love it, but I, I also love independent wrestling. I don't know that's like yeah. political. I'm, I'm just rambling uh, yeah. at this point, but no, no. yeah, I, 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 I love it. I think it's just the way wrestling should be. Yeah. I think I independent think- rest, independent promotions would do a lot better if they would like maybe have a match, not have a million, you know, false finishes like maybe somebody wins by like having somebody's tights in their hands like yeah you know these crowds love wrestling they love emotion they they don't they do love incredible moves i love incredible moves but imagine like if it was a kid's first time seeing wrestling and they saw like i don't know like somebody hits my brass knuckles they're like that's cheating like a kid will know that you know yeah yeah like a kid will understand that's like terrible that's like that's bad you know I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, no, I, I'm, uh, I, that 70 showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, um, we've kind of covered where we're kind of at up to this point. Um, what, it, what is the future hold for you? Where are you looking to go at the end of your career? What do you want people to be able to say about beef? Um, honestly, I just really, really want to, I know this is going to sound so lame, but like, I want to, I want to be on TV. I want to like, I want to be a hero to like the kids that aren't so fortunate and like grew yeah. up how I grew up. I, I want to be the face of that. 
Like I, I, I really, it is who I am. I, I'm, I'm, I am an underdog. I have it. I tattooed that on my body. Like I feel that way. Like I want to be the face of that. Like I want to be who little kids can like, like feel like, I don't know. I, I want like, I want to be a role model in a way. Like right. I, I want to be like, if I was 14 years old and I saw me, I'd be like, that's the coolest wrestler ever. Like I, like I want, I don't know. I just want like people like, I don't know, understand how it is to, like not have like everything handed to them. And like, I want to be the representation of that for sure. Like, like this generation's dusty roads. I would. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I, I don't fit molds. I, I literally try to like do everything opposite of like the, like the right way just to like sometimes piss people off, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes you got to buck the system. Of course, yeah. You got to do things a little bit differently to get noticed, you know. That's that's wrestling, though. Look at the people that you love, Jeff Hardy, fuck the system, like all these guys, like that are looked upon as the greats at one point were doing something that people were like, "What the fuck?" So yeah, <laughs> I, t- I totally get. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, yeah. Man. So yeah, that's for sure. That's awesome. Uh, we like to wrap up with a less serious note, and Christian usually. Uh, has a little bit of an arsenal here when it comes to the questions, so I'll let him take over on this portion. Okay. Um, question one or question two? I, I don't care. Oh, I God. Okay. So, we're looking for, like, you're just going to eat a lot of food, right? What is your go-to, like, ridiculous meal that you, you're just like, I'm going to eat and I'm going to enjoy it? I mean, I I'm a sucker for anything really, like, mass quantities i i went to a a brazilian steakhouse once in uh somewhere in florida and i left like crying but happy yeah i was i was sweating out of every part of my body and i if if i laughed i would have thrown up it it was it was amazing (laughs) yeah so anything like i love buffets i I just i just any any food i can eat like i can eat a whole pizza by myself probably within like five minutes yeah, I'm a super eater. Like, I couldn't win no contest, but I could definitely like eat all the food in my house right now. Yeah, yeah. like I, 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 I would probably, I'd probably go to the buffet. I don't know. There's a there. They just opened up a, a Jack in the Box around us, and they have all like, <laughs> the, the little like sampler stuff. I, I, yes. I, go, I could mess that up really easily. Yeah, Dude, Jack in the Box. Like, so we're in Raleigh. It's about two hours from Charlotte. So if anything is coming to North Carolina, it's coming to either Raleigh or Charlotte. Most of the time it's Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. has Jack in the Box. We don't. So every time we go, usually against Christian's will, we're stopping at Jack in the Box on the way and on the way it's, back. And, it, and it's not just like, oh, spend 7 or $8 on Jack in the Box. It's like, no, it's like between 20 and $35. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's... You're, <laughs> you're stocking up. Like, I'm getting the tiny tacos. I'm getting the fucking churro. Like, it's... Yeah, the, man, the egg roll, man. Oh. I don't know how it's it's better than like half the like the takeout <laughs> that I get. Yeah. Like how? Like how? Yeah. How? Like what is like what is Jack doing in that box? Yeah, a lot yeah. Of, I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> um, and then another just silly question that we'll wrap up on: um, What is the weirdest DM that you've ever gotten? 
well, I'll just say I sell all my wrestling trunks with no problems. <laughs> yeah, we'll just uh, leave it at that. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of strange DMs through the years, but yeah, is is that a repeat customer kind of deal or or like? Yeah, at this point, like I they it's been the same like four or five dudes buying my stuff since the beginning, so I don't even like post them online anymore. I always hit yeah. these guys up. But yeah, it's like. How, I'm how in their does, DMs at this point. <laughs> like, how does that conversation go? It's like, so it's that time in the year again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, bro, I just got some new uh, wrestling underwear. Are you trying to buy these? And do you need me to wear them before I send them to you? <laughs> See, that's a question I've always had. Is and what then, percentage? I'm just teasing, but I I would believe, yeah. Like we've, that's a question we ask a lot. So I would believe if you have to wear them, like, um. It's it's always the thing like what percentage of it are wrestling fans versus, uh, you know, so the other, yeah. yeah. I feel like this uh, I mean, yeah, I th- it's always the other for me. I like I know that yeah. well, obviously the wrestling fans, but like they they, I, I guess they're wrestling fans. It's all the same, brother. Yeah, it's all the same. Wrestling's all wrestling's the same. Wrestling, wrestling you know what I'm is saying? for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Greco Roman. Yeah, I don't knuckle locking wrestling. All of this is the same to me. Yeah. Finger wrestling, thumb wrestling, whatever. Arm wrestling. Um, well, this has been awesome. I really enjoyed it. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. We'd love to have you back on because, like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about. But um, before we go, um, where can people find you again? And is there anything you want to leave our audience with in, in parting? Well, I do. I have all the social medias there. It's all, I think you have it right there in the, the box. Yeah. It's all beef TCB. Everything uh, is that. And then even Christian, on Facebook, what do you think TCB you stands for? That, that, Theodore Calvin Benjamin. Taking care of business. Oh, that's much better than mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, I, I was I was waiting to hear what you had to say. Yeah. Like what your, I was actually trying to think of something funny to say, but I, I, I could. I wanted to give you something, anything. and my brain got stuck. I'm like, I okay, we're just going with names. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the phonetic alphabet. Sorry for interrupting you. I. Oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, all beef TCB, and then uh, uh, I guess if I have. Uh, a message to everybody just support wrestling just yeah. it's all the same it's all wrestling yeah. uh, you know just give it all a chance you know don't be a hater and uh be cool and uh yeah just enjoy your life don't don't be so stuck on stupid stuff yeah yeah listen try, to the first try rolling down there. a hill come on yeah throw yeah throw yourself down, down a hill yeah that'll, that'll help for sure yeah well, this has been awesome um really appreciate you coming on um, I'd love to have you back on at some point and we wish you the best. Hopefully the next time we see you is on the TV. Hey, hopefully so. Hey, tune in locally. Yeah, 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 don't don't yeah, don't tune in locally actually. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Have a great night. Hey, y'all too. Appreciate you guys.